Hey, I'm Ashley McGee. I'm a health coach, military officer, and military spouse. I'm passionate about helping military women live their happiest and most abundant lives by improving their health. If you're looking for actionable tips and tricks to get healthier while balancing your hectic life, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Healthy Women Warriors podcast. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Healthy Women Warriors. I'm Ashley McGee, and today we're talking about time management, scheduling, prioritization, all of the things to help you be successful and organized and not overwhelmed in your daily life. And The reason why this is so important is because, first of all, if we don't set boundaries and prioritize our time, our calendars are going to be ruled by others. And that might be work. It might be your kids. It might be your spouse. And okay, yes, sometimes we're going to have to shift and flex, right? That's life. But that should be the exception rather than the rule. You should be able to have a calendar that is something that you choose for the most part. And the reason why this is on my heart, the reason why I want to talk about this this week is because I'm in a season right now with work where I'm struggling with overwhelm, where I am starting to, again, feel those symptoms of burnout. And if you've been with me for a while, you know that I had to step away from a lot of stuff this past summer, summer of 2021, because I was hitting that brink of burnout. I am doubly focused on this in my own life right now to make sure that I don't hit that point. So this is so, so important, no matter where you're at. And it doesn't matter if you are, you know, working full time, if you're a stay at home mom, like we all have busy lives, and they're all valid, and important, but they also all need to have some prioritization. So that's what we're going to get into this week. So I'm going to dive right in. This is going to be a little bit more of a tactical podcast episode. So I encourage you grab a notebook, take some notes, because I'm going to walk you through exactly how I plan and prioritize my own life. And the other caveat I want to give, this is what works for me. And I always tell you, health is not one size fits all. Life is not one size fits all. So some of this stuff may not necessarily resonate with you, but I encourage you to start with this as a baseline, try it, figure out what does and doesn't work and tweak it to make it work for you. Personalize what I'm telling you about today so you do have a system that works. Again, because everyone is unique. So, okay, step one, plan your week. (laughs) I personally use a paper planner. Yes, I'm old school, but honestly, I think it's so important. It's such a game changer because a lot of brain science behind like how differently your brain treats stuff that you write in your own hand. It's more solidified in your memory. And, you know, if you go into kind of like the manifesting side of the house, right, when you write down goals, schedules, things like that in your own handwriting, they're more likely to come to fruition because you are more connected to them. I joke that my calendar is my brain (laughs) and without it, I would be lost. But the cool thing is, you know, because I 
write things out in my own hand, even if I don't have my calendar with me or my phone with me, I have a better chance of recalling what is on my calendar because I've written it out. But again, if that doesn't work for you, like there are digital planners, there are apps, there's so many different things. But again, this is what works for me that I'm sharing with you. So I use a paper planner and this isn't an ad for them, but personally, I use the Passion Planner. I have tried several different planners and I really like their layout. I like that it has a lot of goal-oriented focus in it. Um, So that works really well for me. Other planners I've used and enjoyed just didn't ultimately go with the push journal from Shalene Johnson, which that's actually more of a kind of daily motivation and pushing towards your goals rather than an overall planner. So I guess I actually used both (laughs) as well as like Brennan Burchard's high performance planner. So things like that. But the passion planner is what I use. And when I sit down, I usually try to do this Sunday nights uh, because it helps me brain dump and not be stressed for Monday morning. But I'll be honest, sometimes I don't get to it on Sunday nights or I don't feel like it. (laughs) So sometimes this happens Monday mornings. But either way, beginning of the week, I sit down and I start writing things out on my calendar. And I do color code it because I'm a nerd like that. So I have different colors that mean different things. But first, I start with my work calendar. And I write down by hand the work meetings that I have to be at. Because those are kind of non-negotiables, right? Like work is work. I have a job to do. I'm still active duty, so I don't fully on my schedule. But I want to put a pin in there for a second because, or I guess not put a pin in it, but like anchor on this. Here we go. Um, Because just because something is on my work calendar doesn't mean I have to be there. So I have to decide what meetings are actually the things that I have to be at because I don't know about you, but a lot of days of my calendar, there are several points in the day where technically I'm supposed to be in three places at once. And last I checked, we don't have cloning technology, so that's not going to work. So I look at, okay, um, do I have someone on my team that's already going to be attending that meeting? Do I have someone that's even like a better expert than I am in my organization that will already be attending that meeting? Guess what? I don't need to be there. Every week we do a calendar deconfliction in our team. So we have a meeting Monday mornings where we share our calendars, we get on teams, we look at them, we say, okay, So here's the meetings and we go day by day. Here's what I'm covering. Here's where I have a conflict. You know, Ashley, can you cover this? Uh, So-and-so, can you cover this? And that's how we deconflict our schedules to make sure that the things that need to be covered are being covered. But as much as possible, we're not, you know, burning our candle at both ends. And even with this, sometimes like my time is fully accounted for from like 08 to 1600, just in meetings, I have days like that. But this has really helped prioritize all of our time better. And just to give you a story that happened literally yesterday, I was talking to my civilian counterpart and she was saying, yeah, no, I really need to get these hiring packages done, but I think I'm just going to have to do it this weekend because I have no time. And I was like, well, wait, I know we have meetings tomorrow. It's Friday, which is usually a lighter day for us, but we do actually have a lot of meetings today. I was like, what does your schedule look like? She's like, well, you know, let me see. We have that meeting at 930. I was like, you don't need to be on that one. It's like block off your calendar until 1030 and knock it out. (laughs) And she kind of just looked at me. (laughs) and let it process. And it's just like, no, you're right. I don't need to be at the meeting. I was like, I'll be there. Right. So we'll have someone covering. 
You don't need to be there. Use that time, block it off so no one else tries to get on a calendar and use that time to get done what you need to get done. Because the answer of, oh, I'm just going to have to do this after hours or on the weekend, to me, again, that is the exception, not the rule. And so figuring out how you can coordinate with your people, prioritize where, where you actually need to be and block off time when you really need to get something done, that is a game changer in and itself for like a work calendar. So hopefully <laughs> you found that helpful. So that's a little bit about how my work calendar piece of this works. So then after that, I add my personal meetings. So these are, you know, appointments, coaching sessions I have, and also calendar syncs and deconflictions with my spouse. So we have adopted a whiteboard in our kitchen that has the next three months written out and major things that we're doing each of those months with dates, right? So any travel, if anyone's visiting, weekends we're going skiing. I cannot tell you, oh my gosh, this has been so helpful, such a game changer just to get us on the same page. Now, do things still pop up? Yes. And does he forget to tell me about them? Absolutely. But for the most part, our coordination has improved significantly. So I'm very visual, which is why I love having the whiteboard so I can see it all the time. But maybe that's a shared either Google Calendar or iCal. Figure out what works for you and your spouse. But having that conversation can be really helpful. And especially if you have kids, then you can also figure out, okay, like who's picking up little Timmy from school and taking them to basketball practice and coordinating that piece. And guess what? You've already looked at your work schedule. So now you know, okay, hey, actually on Thursday, I have an early morning meeting that I have to be in. Like I need you to take the kids to school. So Starting with the work, which is, you know, again, the things that we need to do from a (laughs) we're getting paid to do standpoint, and then going and having those personal life conversations, that can also help you create some of that work-life balance, right? Because again, you don't have to be the person that does all the things. You're not Superwoman, Wonder Woman, whatever superhero you want to claim Captain Marvel because she's a badass. (laughs) You don't have to do all the things. You don't have to be everything to everyone. And having these conversations and giving yourself space to prioritize and deconflict is going to allow you to free up more space to get the things done that you need to do. And that doesn't just mean, you know, the to-do list. This also means self-care and the things that you need to feel good in your body, to feel healthy, right? Your workouts, your meal prep, whatever that looks like for you. Like I said, recapping, I start with my work meetings and then I add my personal stuff. And then last, I add my workouts. And this might surprise some of you, but I want to put a big old caveat here. My workouts are already a non-negotiable in my life. I have had the habit of working out for four to five days a week for a long time, years at this point, right? So I can put my workouts in my calendar last because A, I already have a general idea of where they go. It just sometimes I have to shift things because of meetings or whatever, right? B, I know I'm going to get them done. If you are someone that is struggling to make your daily movement or your workouts a non-negotiable, you need to put these first. You need to figure out where this works in your life to go on the calendar and put them down first, block off the time and make it a non-negotiable. And for my stay-at-home moms, I really want you to think about this because I have seen in my clients time and time again, 
You let everything else, everyone else dictate your schedule because they don't value your time, which is incorrect, right? Your time is just as valuable as anyone else's and you're doing a hard freaking job. But because there's this, oh, you don't have the hard and fast work calendar, therefore your schedule must be free. And that is not true. So when you're figuring out when you're going to get things done, make those workouts or those self-care items things that are the first priority. Saying, hey, like I know the kids are napping here or they're in school here and I'm gonna make sure after I drop off the kids for school, I'm gonna go right to the gym, right? Like maybe that's what it looks like. And if someone else wanted to meet you for coffee, tough, they'll have to wait until after your workout. Rant aside, but I add my workouts in last because again, I flex them around my schedule, but I know that I'm going to get them done. And here's the thing, that those are my like normal workouts, something that I have just added because again, I am struggling a little bit mentally at work right now in the season I'm in. And I was realizing that like I was having a working lunch every single day. <laughs> Guess what? That's not healthy. And just not having a break from my screen. And oh, by the way, I work in a classified vault, so I don't get to see the sun. You know, I can't listen to music, which is a huge thing for me. Even if it's like 10 minutes, I've started blocking off time in the middle of my day to go across the street to one of our other buildings that has a couple uh, weights and like workout machines. It's like a little mini gym and just go over there and throw around some weight for 10 minutes. Like I don't even change. I, I'm in uniform, so I just de-blouse and like start lifting and listen to music. But I've blocked it off of my calendar so people can't schedule stuff there because this is a non-negotiable for me to be able to be functional for the rest of the day, right? And to be functional long term so I don't break down, so I don't burn out. So that's something new I've added on. But again, you have to protect your time and create that boundary. And that's going to be the hardest piece for some of you, I know. <laughs> okay. So that was kind of my first step, which is planning your week. So I want to just recap really quick. So again, I use a paper planner. I start with my work meetings, the things that I absolutely have to be at, and those I deconflict with my team to make sure it's stuff that I legit have to be at. I'm not wasting my time because it's precious. And then I have my personal meetings, and that's also, I've already kind of had a conversation with my spouse about what's going on. So I make sure that he and I are on the same page. And then I add my workouts last. Okay. And for some of you, you may need to do that first. Cool. Let's talk about daily. So every day I come into my office or I pull out my planner and I review my schedule, right? Like, yes, I've already done some weekly planning, but I roll in and I want to know what my day looks like. And depending on the season. Sometimes I actually do this before I leave <laughs> from work the previous day, like before I shut down as part of my like close out routine. And if you are someone that like finds yourself stressing or thinking about work, like it's hard for you to shut that part of your brain off, having a, a wind down routine at the end of your workday where you do this may actually be really helpful. So you can either do this the day before as you are winding down your day, as you're getting ready to close out and go home or create that boundary between work and life if you're working from home. Or you can do it in the morning when you start your workday. Either way, figure out what works for you. For me, it varies. I do both. <laughs> so first piece is, is review your schedule. And I actually write it down on a little mini whiteboard I have because Again, I like whiteboards and just having the visual as a quick glance 
it makes it really easy for me. So I don't necessarily have to like go into Outlook and look at, okay, what's my next meeting? I can just glance and like, okay, right. Like that's the thing I have. And then if someone calls me and they're like, hey, do you have like five minutes? I can look very quickly and go, uh, yeah, I do. Or no, I don't. And then the second piece is make a list of the top three things you want or need to accomplish that day. And that can be really helpful in just like focusing your energy on what you need to do because it becomes really easy, especially when you start digging out of your inbox to go, oh shoot, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. For me, emails that require follow-up that I may not necessarily get to that day, I flag them. And then because Fridays I typically have less, less meetings, that's usually when I like get through a lot of my flagged items and follow up with people or, you know, and sometimes, sometimes I am delayed in responding to things and I will apologize, but I'm busy. (laughs) So, but this process helps me make sure that the things that I absolutely have to get done, the things that have deadlines, the things that are due up to, you know, my boss, whatever it may be to make sure that I'm focusing on the right things. And I've found that practice really beneficial. And I do that both in my work life as well as with this business in my personal life, right? So if I'm knocking out some business stuff, I will make a list of like, okay, here's what I like absolutely have to accomplish in this session. So that's pretty easy for daily, right? So weekly and daily are kind of the two big pieces, but something I think is really important to talk about here is what do you do as things come up? Because it's not like you set your schedule on Monday and then that's it. It is written in stone. There shall be no changes. Like, no, that's not how life works, right? (laughs) So these are some questions that I ask myself as things come up to figure out how to deal with them. And when I say deal with them, I mean... Uh, schedule it on my schedule it, delegate it to someone else, or say no, right? No is a word that is allowed in your vocabulary. You are allowed to use it when people are asking of things from you that you don't have the bandwidth to provide. So <laughs> let's get into that. Questions I ask myself. So first, is it work-related, right? Like, do I have to do it? And obviously, that's kind of an implied question, right? You you probably know if something's coming in, if you have to do it for work, right? But with that, do I have to do it? Do I have to fulfill this meeting? Do I have to be there? Or can I delegate to someone else? Or does it even need to be done? Is it someone's asking me for a meeting and it could be solved with an email or a phone call, right? Like not everything requires a meeting. Sometimes things do and it's important to knock those out, but a lot of times they don't. So asking yourself those questions and going, okay, what is the thing that makes sense and what's the best use of my time here? Hey, Ashley here. I'm popping in really quick because I want to talk about healthy eating. Do you struggle with healthy eating? Do you want to learn how to eat clean, but you have no idea what that actually means? Do you want some recipes that are fast and easy to make and also taste delicious? No more living off of salads for you. Believe me, you aren't the only one. With so much conflicting information out there, healthy eating can be overwhelming and confusing. That's why I created my seven-day clean eating challenge. Enjoy simple recipes, a complete shopping list, and daily health tips to take the confusion out of healthy eating and feel better in your body in just seven days. You can start the challenge at ashleymcgee.com slash clean eating challenge. See you there. Next question. What am I sacrificing if I say yes? Because every time you say yes to one thing, you are saying no to something else. 
And it's a really slippery slope to say yes to work, to friends, to family. But then you're saying no to self-care, to your workout, to a screen break, right? It's important. So what are you sacrificing if you say yes? And is that something you want to sacrifice? Next one, you know, do I have the bandwidth? Um, I have to do this a lot with my business. And I've even had to kind of backpedal a little bit with volunteer work that I would love to do. I would love to provide, you know, coaching to service members that are in lockdown and struggling, right? But given the season I'm in right now, I I have to protect my time. And so like in that particular case, you know, initially I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like a great cause. I would love to be a part of it. And I had to go back and say, I'm so sorry, but I have to actually say no because I don't have the bandwidth to do this. I love what you're doing. I'm so supportive of it, but I just don't have it in me right now. That can be a hard thing to admit, especially for us like type A folk that, again, trying to do all the things and get all the things done. But sometimes you do need to say no and say, no, like I don't have the bandwidth and I'm sorry. Next question. Does it bring me joy or fulfillment? So especially on my weekends right now that I ask myself a lot or I'll just sit and ask what feels good to me in this moment to do? Even with my normal self-care, right? Like I'll tell myself, okay, I'm going to get in some sewing on Sunday. It's going to be awesome. And then I hit Sunday and I'm like, I want to do no things. I would like to just watch Netflix and knit. And, you know, assuming there's not really anything else going on, that may be what I end up doing because I know that right now I need to really lean into what feels good. So this is also really helpful to apply if it's a friend or a family member that maybe isn't the most like uplifting or fun to be around, right? Like I think all of us at some point have had someone in our life that is like a total downer, like negative Nelly and just like is an energy vampire, right? So if you are already figuring out like how you want to spend your time and being very precious with your time and someone that's an energy vampire texts you like, hey, want to get lunch or get coffee or dinner or whatever? Like think about that for a second and go, how do I feel when I'm around this person? Do I have space in my life to feel those feels right now? <laughs> and that might be like a hard I don't know, realization to have with yourself. But again, you are allowed to choose who you spend time with. And that includes family. And that's where, you know, the boundaries come in. But I have ended friendships because their energy or their mindset was bringing me down and I didn't want to spend time around it. So permission granted to do the same if that's happening in your life. <laughs> Okay. And then the last piece is, is it in alignment with my values? And this, again, is more like personal life or with my business, right? Like if someone's asking me to collaborate or to do something, I'll think, okay, this may sound like a good opportunity, but is it in alignment with my values? Is it in alignment with how I want to show up? Even um, some opportunities that like social media, I see, uh, okay, an example I have is like, a lot of coaches and like fitness professionals in the space in 2021 were running like 75 hard or 75 soft challenges. And I think there's some value there. But from my kind of values and ethos as a coach, I think those challenges are problematic because they put you in an all or nothing way of thinking. And that's something I talk about 
against a lot, right? Like if you listen to this podcast, you know, I talk all the time about how that kind of perfectionist all or nothing way of thinking is holding you back. So because it's popular, it's trending, it could get, you know, maybe some more people in the door, more eyes on what I offer. Ultimately, it's not congruent. It's not in alignment with my values as a health coach. So I can't do it. Right. And if someone had asked me to collaborate on something like that, again, like I can't do it. I hope that these questions are helpful. And I'm going to recap the questions really quick, just so if you are writing them down, you can quickly like jot them down. Right. So first one, is it work related? And if so, do I have to do it or can I delegate it? Or can it be solved with an email or a phone call rather than a meeting? What am I sacrificing if I say yes? Do I have the bandwidth? Does it bring me joy or fulfillment? Is it in alignment with my values? And, you know, I've been kind of inserting little anecdotes right now about how I'm dealing with my current season. You know, you can use what I'm teaching you right now as a leadership tool too, especially if you work with folks that have a hard time creating boundaries, prioritizing, you can teach this to them and be that accountability partner when they're trying to schedule themselves through lunch or they're thinking that they need to work on the weekend or work after hours and it's not necessary, right? Again, sometimes it will be, but most of the time it's not. So you can help others around you to create this as well as you are implementing this in your own life. And (laughs) don't expect to be perfect, right? Sometimes you're going to be crushing it. And sometimes you're going to say yes to something that you shouldn't have. And you're going to feel that in your energy after you're just like, I shouldn't have done that. And it's fine, but learn from it. So what I want to leave you with to create a little accountability, I want you to do this, to do your weekly and your daily schedule. I really just, I want to see your weekly schedule. I want you to send me a picture of your schedule. It can be a screenshot if you use something digital, uh, send me a picture of your planner, but you can email me, you can DM me, but this is me putting a challenge out there, hoping to provide some accountability so you actually get this done. Put this into practice, give it a try. And then again, after you have some runtime with it, tweak it so it feels good for you. So it makes sense in your life. And that's all I have for you. So until next week, keep on living your healthiest and most abundant life. I'll talk to you again soon. You've just finished another episode of the Healthy Women Warriors podcast. If you like the show, can you do me a favor? Go rate and review it. I would really appreciate it. And once you do, post a picture and tag at Ash Coach so I can shout you out. Talk to you next week.